Hey, hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. I am the microphone messiah. I am joined by the former Bullet Cast champion, Brandon Tanguma. Yeah, I know. I understand. I understand. But we are also joined by the brand new Bullet Cast champion for the first time ever. And this guy got every single match right. Acknowledge him. Ladies and gentlemen, Lil Durst. What is up, man? Unmute yourself. Yeah, come on. How's it? How's it feel uh, to be the champ? Know, feels amazing. Feels amazing. I'm the champion because I'm perfect. You know, it's just that's how it is. You're and I don't the plan champ. On this title up for a while. You're the champ for the show. Yes, sir. The A Le show. Champion. Oh, oh, oh! Lay Lil Durst. Oh, oh! We oui, we. Oui. Yes, sir. Brandon, how you doing, bro? Another. Another loss. I, I had to call it early. I don't, I don't think I, – well, I know that never happened to me when I was the champ. I, I don't know if it's ever happened before since. But how you uh, feeling? You know, I'm just out here drowning in my sorrows with some truly margaritas. Um, you know, I am continuing on my legacy as the Sasha Banks of the podcast. Cannot hey, hold, 20, 28 days is a nice run. Cannot – well, in, you know, in between pay-per-views, that is my legacy. Not being able to have hold a long sustaining reign, but you know, it was fun while it lasted. Let's see. If I were to drop it to anybody, I'm glad that it is my teammate, Lil Durst. I'm looking your longest run, which was your 13th reign, which was 98 days. So, I mean, probably had like one defense in between them, but it's okay. It was a fun time. Uh, what I won in the money in the bank, a kind on a technicality. And go from Money in the Bank to SummerSlam. So I didn't even get one true defense in. And I, I would assume the next one, well, maybe we get a double feature with Clash of the Castle and All Out taking place that same weekend. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. My, I might cash in for Big Toko's kickback. We don't know. Still get that bully cast in the bank. I'm not going to pull an Austin Theory. No, your, your boy. Your boy would be successful. All right, we have a lot to talk about. SummerSlam, it happened. The first pay-per-view without Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Before we even get to SummerSlam, Marks, we, I, I haven't been able to talk to you in quite a while, man. What are your thoughts on Vince retiring and Triple H taking over as head of creative? Um, I thought it was... Yeah, I thought I thought it was the right thing to do, him, him to retire. Uh, excited to have Triple H running the show. Because we all love black and gold NXT. And uh, I think he showed tonight, you know, he's ready to make a splash. Yeah, well, Triple ready H. To, ready well, to run the thing. Absolutely. You know, Triple H has been doing media all weekend. He said they're, they're massive shoes to fill. But he said it's going to take everybody. And we saw a little bit of what Triple H is looking to do. So uh, before we get into everything, let's just, let's, you know, I like to start big. We're going to talk about the main event. Literally, so this is a post show, man. So we can, or, or the 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 pay per view recaps. You know, we can we can throw out the language. Some of the craziest fucking shit I've ever seen. I mean, Roman Reigns successfully retained the undisputed championship of the world. Yes, he had help from the Usos. Paul Heyman goes through a table. Austin Theory gets annihilated by Brock Lesnar and then gets beaten up some more by Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns just put in the briefcase, both championships and stacking all the debris and, 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 and steps onto Brock Lesnar so he can retain the title. Brock Lesnar came down to the ring with a tractor, lifted the ring up in the air and Roman fell out. It was just complete anarchy and chaos, real anarchy in the arena. Damn it. I'll say it. What are your thoughts, Brandon? What are your thoughts? I mean, 
it was, as you said, a crazy match. Um, you know, going into it, Brock and Roman once again for the final time ever in quotations. Uh, it, you know, they kind of went through the motions. They were doing their thing for a while. And then once Brock got back on that tractor and, you know, lifted the the gimmick and twisted the 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 ring up and Roman flopped out, just all hell broke loose. Theory came out, the Usos come out and, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the last man standing gimmick, but those two or three false finishes with Brock uh, getting up at like the count of nine and nine point nine, 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 nine. I thought those were, were fantastic. Uh, I, I didn't have super high expectations, but this match did blow them out of the water. I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was just a fun clusterfuck of a match and it's different. It's, I mean, it's different than all the other matches they've had. It's a last man standing match. They kind of did all the gimmicks and, you know, all the bells and whistles and they, you know, literally buried Brock at the very end of it. And I, I enjoyed it. I had very low expectations for this and I quite enjoyed this match and Roman, you know, got the win at the end, which was the predictable finish, but I thought they had a a creative and a good way to get there. Mr. Champion. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought it was a great match. Uh, Brock lifting up the ring is maybe a top five moment for me now. That was, uh, they got a big pop out of me. That's big definitely going to be a, a contender for OMG moment of the year when we do the casties later on in the, in the year. Poor, poor Brock got buried like Theory's been getting buried on Raw. I don't think like he's it. been getting buried, bro. <sighs> Look, Ziggler lost all the time when he was Mr. Money in the Bank, and then he won the world championship, so it's fine. It's okay. The briefcase is in his back pocket. It's okay. I mean, I still think he'll be the one to dethrone Roman. I think Cody gets Roman, and then Theory spoils the moment. Yeah, that's what I think. But I mean, it was a it was it was a hell of a match. You have anything else to say about this? Uh, not really. Not. All right. Well, with with that being said, Brandon, take it away. Let's talk about the rest of the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Just for record, the main event did go 23 minutes. The longest match on the show. Nothing went uh, pretty much over 15 minutes, but let's start it from the top. Make it drop. That's a wet ass. You know what? Uh, Bianca Belair defends her Raw Women's Championship against Becky Lynch. And this one does go 15 minutes, 15 minutes and 10 seconds. Seconds. The second longest match of the night as Bianca Belair gets the win hitting uh, the KOD for the win, um, you know, opening up with probably like the second biggest match on the show. Maybe you can make an argument that the tag team match was bigger, but uh, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was good. Crowd was kind of hot. It always is kind of weird with those open air stadiums. You can't really get a tell for how the crowd is super uh, reactive to the match, but I thought it was good, you know, decent opener, Maybe fell a little bit short of my high expectations if they were to have a NXT Triple H type, you know, go out there, steal the show type match. But uh, it was good. Uh, Becky Lynch at the end shakes Bianca's hand, whether that's a babyface turn or not. We shall see. I mean, maybe there was a babyface turn at the end, but I guess we'll talk about that at the end. But first, let's talk about the match itself. Philip 
what did you think of the straight up match between Bianca and Becky? Honestly, I'll probably have to rewatch their WrestleMania match, but I think this was um, probably their best one. There was more like just wrestling. There there's more chain wrestling and holds and things like that. And I really enjoyed that. And I mean, Bianca going for a leapfrog and uh, Becky ducking under and scooping the ankle, just things like that, little things like that, that really add to a contest. I, I really love that. Um, I, I thought it was fun, man. Uh, the powerbomb spot when Be- Becky was trying to go for the uh, leg drop and then the leg drop on the outside of in the timekeeper timekeepers area. I really enjoyed that. And they just they have great chemistry. They work very well together. And I, I just I, I was a huge fan of this match. Great way to start our SummerSlam. Mr. Durst. Yeah. Uh, that was, it was a pretty good match. Uh, like I, I feel like it was predictable though. Like there was no way Bianca was going to lose in her hometown or I don't know if it was her hometown, but I know she's from Tennessee home state. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was still a great match. Uh, I loved when Bianca or not Bianca, when Becky dropped from the uh, second rope, and then Bianca turned it into a power bomb. Big, big fan of that. That was good. But uh, yeah, I think the ending was better than the actual match. Well, I think it, it got like, the bigger pop. It did like the did like uh, Becky's attire. I think she did have the best attire. She had kind of the the flame. The uh, what's the 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 gimmick from Rudolph the Red Nose Name uh, Reindeer? The the something Meister. I, I thought maybe Bianca was going to come out like in blue kind of, well, she did come out in blue, but it wasn't like an ice blue, but I did like Becky's get up. And uh, f- for the most part, you know, I'm a, I'm a fashion guy when it comes to like the gears, no one really like kind of went over the top with their gears, but I thought Becky, she's kind of ha- set the standard for over the top uh, ring attire. And she definitely did deliver here. Philip, your thoughts on, on high fashion Becky Lynch. Um, high fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a ruddy rich guy. Um, I, and Becky, she's been killing it with the with the gear. I mean, look at who her husband is. He's the drip god. So it's only right that she'll she'll uh, pick up on on what he's putting down. Yes, sir. But what happened after? What happened after this match? Well, a lot of stuff happened after this match. We get a nice code of honor handshake between Bianca Belair and. Becky Lynch. So whether that's a babyface turn or just, you know, Becky kind of acknowledging defeat and just moving on to whatever's next in her chapter, uh, what it is. And then Bailey's music hits. She comes strolling down to the ring and then Dakota Kai's music hits. She comes strolling down to the ring and then EO Shirai. Now EO sky comes strolling down to the ring. So, uh, if you want to really read into this, Triple H putting his stamp on the women's division, going heavy into the NXT black and gold women's division. You know, Io Shirai's just been, I don't even know what's been going on with her. She hasn't been seen forever. Dakota Kai being released. She comes back. I guess this is some sort of faction or some sort of group with the three of them. They step up to Bianca and then Becky steps next to Bianca. And the three debuting heels back off. So an exciting splash to the uh, SummerSlam premium live event. We talked a little bit about it. The Triple H wants to make a creative splash. And pretty much if you were just to watch the entire show, this is the only creative splash that kind of happened 
And it definitely was a splash with EO and Dakota making their debuts. Well, Dakota did kind of make a little bit of a debut, I think, a couple years ago, but uh, Bailey making her return. So, yes, definitely inserting some much needed life into that women's division. Because I think besides Rhea Ripley, I don't think we really knew what else there was for Bianca Belair. Absolutely. Bailey, uh, a tweet has resurfaced from the day Dakota got released. Bailey saying she wanted to work with her and now she's getting her wish. Uh, ba- that <clears throat> respectfully, um, Marks, you already know the term I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, but uh, hey, that thing be thanging respectfully. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm happy for Bailey. I'm happy that she's back. You know, Bay Area native representing the Yay Yes Sir. Uh, Dakota Kai, King Kota coming back. That's what's up. I love it. Triple H made the call. You'd love to see it. And Io Shirai. I mean, this is perfect. Bailey, one of the best NXT Women's Champions. Io Shirai is right up there. Dakota Kai. Arguably, probably the best woman in NXT to never hold that woman's title. I'll put her up there with Bianca in that category. Uh, so it's uh, it's nice. It's nice to see them as a group. I'm interested in this. I mean, we've seen women's groups. We there was PCB, there was Absolution, Riot Squad. So we'll we'll see what this female group. There, there was the Vince's Devils. How can you forget that? There was uh, we'll see what these groups or what this group is going to do on the main roster. I mean. If there's going to be a tournament for women's tag team championships, if that is still a thing or is going to happen, I'd say, hey, put put them on Dakota and Io, put one of the women's titles on Bailey, and let's let them have a run. I think there was a lot of speculation that with the three new acts debuting, that maybe this would have been the perfect spot for Naomi and Sasha to re-debut and join uh, Bianca. So it can be a straight three-on-three matchup. Did not happen. Bianca or Becky joined up with Bianca and, uh, from the Department of Corrections, Philip Io Shirai did win at NXT Women's Championship. But uh, I know I said Dakota Kai. Oh, okay. Anyways, shout out Dakota Kai. She's great. You she know, former, Kota. former, uh, the other guy, the, the other, other guy, because maybe the former other guy that we used to work with isn't part of the podcast anymore. We should, you know, we'll find out. But he was a big fan of Dakota Kai. And I was a big fan of Dakota Kai too, but uh, she, I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm a little worried that maybe she's just going to be the designated fall lady, but I think all three of them are fantastic. And whether this is just going to be Bianca knocking each one of them down one by one, and maybe uh, Bailey's like the final boss at Aurora Rumble or WrestleMania, uh, I'm perfectly fine with that. And, you know, Rhea is also out there as well. So, as I said, a big splash to start off SummerSlam. I think this might have raised expectations that we could have seen something else like a you know a gargano or a whoever else you know a, a big thing happening at SummerSlam. i not saying it all went downhill from here but you, you know you start off with this some with the summer slam threesome debut return and nothing else really happened but i quite enjoyed it. i thought it was a lot of fun yes sir yes sir anything else uh, mr marks i really thought uh becky was gonna attack bianca when they were standing side by side. I did I think that too happen. a little bit. I was waiting for it. I was like, come on, do it. And she never did. And I was surprised. She did not. What else happened? What happened next? Well, the second match was Logan Paul taking on the Miz with Maurice and Champa. And this one goes 14 minutes, 15 seconds. Champa gets into some trouble on the outside. He gets the ejection but he stands firm and doesn't leave so aj styles who was kind of logan paul's friend uh you know runs in and beats up champa and then i mean that's 
pretty much it. I mean, Maurice kind of gets involved a little bit, but not really too much. Uh, Logan Paul ends up getting the win on the Miz. I uh, wasn't, he just pins him with a skull crushing finale, 14 minutes, 15 seconds. Uh, Logan Paul beats the Miz. Uh, no one on hurt. That's all we can ask for. I guess the, the crowd, you know, once again, awkward, you know, open air stadium, kind of too hard to really judge what the crowd was feeling in this one, but you got to watch the, the fan videos to get the full, the full experience. Well, what, what were the fan videos telling us, Philip? Because from the cock, it didn't seem like they were really caring too much about this. I mean, obviously, if anything, they were kind of booing Logan Paul. Obviously, when he did the the frog splash on the table, he got, you know, the pop Um, from what I saw uh, I or what I could hear from the videos. Decent reaction, you know, not not an over baby face, obviously. Um, People like him more than his brother. So that's a that's a positive. Um, But hey, man, I'll I'll say Logan Paul, these celebrities over the past couple of years, man, they've uh, they've surprised me. They really have. Bad Bunny surprised me. Logan Paul has surprised me. Been doing his own version of a phenomenal forearm, which Corey Graves said it was an okay one, which that is true. Uh, obviously, the the table spot was cool. Um, yeah, kudos to Logan Paul, man. He he put in the work and he had a he had a very very gr- a good performance tonight. And Miz is so damn good at his job; it's ridiculous. Low Durst doesn't matter how many times the Miz loses, he will always be a big name. And Chompa throwing a tantrum on the uh, on the outside that was pretty funny. That got a big pop out of me. And then didn't expect AJ to show up. That was okay. I loved AJ. Uh, and the table spot was pretty dope. Didn't didn't think that was gonna happen. Thought the Miz was gonna move. He didn't, which was good. Yeah, it was a good match. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, if if this leads to an AJ Styles Chompa feud and like a a good match at Class of the Castle, I'm all for it. Don't know if that's what's going to happen because, you know, with Triple H being in charge now, he's he was a big proponent of uh, Ciampa. So maybe we'll see some movement in terms of kind of those lower middle card people and elevating them because, you know, like Shotzi got a win on SmackDown. So maybe our girl Shotzi is going to get a little bit of a push going forward. But uh, yeah, you know, this match was was what it was. And we didn't get like the the testicle purse uh, shot from it or from Maurice like I predicted, but I guess. That's kind of a good thing. Uh, moving on to the next match, the U.S. title match as Bobby Lashley defends against Theory. This one only goes four minutes and 45 seconds. Wasn't the shortest match on the card. And Bobby Lashley just straight up beats Theory to retain. Uh, I mean, nothing really, nothing special from this. Lashley gets the win. Theory just loses. I mean, he comes back later in the show, but it wasn't, you know, anything special, what he did in the main event. So, I mean, this was just kind of like a, a nothing match, I guess, from my perspective. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm going to throw the comparisons to the Ziggler money in the bank run. Like Ziggler would lose earlier in the night, try to come out and cash and would get beaten up and not cash in. That's exactly what happened to theory tonight. Uh, I didn't realize this was four minutes. Jesus. I mean, they did a nice little bit in that amount of time, but hey, the almighty. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout, shout out to Bobby, man. What a what a career renaissance this late in the game. His second run has been fantastic in WWE. Low Durst. Yeah, I love Bobby, but I don't know. I don't. Did this really need to be on the pay-per-view? Like, I mean, well, you had to finish out the story. And I mean, theory's in a prominent spot because of the money in the bank and 
Lastly, the fans love him. So I mean, it, it didn't it didn't take him too much time. So it was fine. That's fair. But what what four minutes thirty seconds? What you yeah. said? Like yeah, that's that's typical. That's like a typical pay per view match time, like back in the eighties. So that's, huh? that's 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 whatever. It's it's cool. I mean, at least then, Bobby won. Love yeah. Bobby. Shout out Bobby. Shout out. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, then we get a no disqualification tag team match between the Mysterials, Ray and Dominic, and the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley at ringside. Shout out Rhea. Uh, this one goes 11 minutes and five seconds. And as a lot of us predicted, we do get the re debut of Edge. He is in his brood esque uh, form. He just, for whatever reason, good thing all that, all those gimmicks were set up at. Uh, at the entrance way for him to come up through the the steps and the whatever. Well, thing. that was that was off to the side when they made their entrance. You weren't paying attention. Okay, got it, got yeah. it. But but Speaking thank God that Edge was able to fit in there and tell the sound guy to play his music and light the fire for him to come through and you know hit the lights and make his entrance. Speaking of uh, speaking of the brood, got to got to chop it up with Gangrel last weekend. Great guy, great guy. Had to throw that out there. Uh, yeah, but but you know, no disqualification match. So Edge makes his entrance, runs in, hits a spear, bam, Mysterios get the win uh, at eleven minutes. So uh, you kinda, know, bit- I kind of want him to spear Rhea. I'm not gonna lie, just spear them all. Bro. Wow, you like men on women violence? Just how no, dare bro, you? Just spear them all. They all betrayed how him. Dare you? Just Phillip. spear them all. Come on, y'all didn't pop when Randy RKO'd Nia Jax. Stop. It's a different time no. now. What do you mean? That was literally like two or three years ago. What are we you not talking talk. about? We're not here for men on women Stop. violence, all right? Stop yourself. Stop yourself. Don't start that here. Stop yourself. <laughs> you personally told me, man, when Randy RKO'd Stacey Keebler, I was here for it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, no there comment. it is. Well, that's yeah, back. Man. That's back in the day when he was a sexist little kid. He's seen the difference of his ways. See, Brandon's correct. Exactly. Yet again, I that RKO on Nia Jax was literally like three years ago. Yeah, well, that's the I post me. That's the post. Ago. Yeah, that's the post Me Too movement. Home. Oh Edge is back. He's with the Mysterios. Judgment Day loses. Yeah. Is Judgment Day dead? Like, I feel like they're kind of dead. We'll see what happens. I mean, I've never like been the biggest fan of Damian Priest. I like Finn. You Ballard. didn't like Punishment Martinez? That's such a better name. I mean, it is a better name, but I mean, I've never really—he's never Was like Punishment flicked. Martinez really better than Damian Priest. I mean, get it, Damian and Priest? It's a devil and a priest, so it's like the good and the evil. Luckily, they're not really going down that route in this current form, but. I it, it I feel very stupid that it took me very long to like for it to click in my head that that's kind of what they were going with with the devil in the Jesus form. But anyways, uh, I don't know. It is it is kind of weird. I mean, I guess it makes sense that Edge makes his return and gets one over on the heels. But I thought this would have been the the perfect chance for the the heels to get the win and then maybe Edge runs it at the end to kind of spook them. But I mean. Now it's a you know edge in the Mysterios. So does this mean the Judgment Day gets another person? Is what's Rhea doing? Is is I I don't know. Bray Wyatt's coming back and leading Judgment Day. 
I just got that feeling. Now that's different. There you go. You tell me he couldn't. He's already done one. Did a damn good job with the White family. Yeah. So y'all seen that uh that graphic uh of Bray White with the uh the head lantern, but the lantern's head is Romans. I was like, ooh, he's coming for he's coming for the ass. Ooh, might be some. What happened next? What happened next? That would be another celebrity match as Pat McAfee takes on Happy Corbin. Uh, Corbin makes his entrance first. He, well, Philip, don't don't be uh, humming that song because it's gonna pay you. It's gonna cost you a lot of money. Uh, Happy Corbin makes his entrance and he has like some Colts colored attire. And now, yes, Pat doesn't have Seven Nations Army. He just has a regular him humming song so they don't got to pay all that money it's not the same kind of in the same spirit but he makes his entrance crowd still loves him and this one goes 10 40 you and, forgot about the choir doing the yes, bum the, ass the, corbin. The cor- you know the bum ass corbin the, the choir and there you go philip you know sing, lead us in the chance philip since you love it so much i, I mean i'm a baron corbin guy i always have been i always will be you know what? I, you know what I realized? Happy Corbin is just a more fashionable constable Corbin, just without the power. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Maybe he should talk to uh, Mayor Glenn Jacobs and get some power. Mayor <laughs> Mayor, uh, Mayor Glenn Jacobs isn't really the uh, the best person in the Which world. Which did he did make an appearance and once again fabricating, giving us some fake news in terms whoa, of the whoa, attendance. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I have with good authority. I see. I, I have. I have. A, I have a source at .com. That's that's the number. Confirmed. Because Glenn Jacobs would never lie or fabricate or say something to fit his own narrative. No, of course not. Well, I mean, he was given the number. He, I don't know what you want here. <laughs> I don't know what you want. Okay. So not he just says whatever, like the, he just says whatever the party in charge tells him to say. Which is telling me, or the party that he is, you know, bowing down to. Says. They were, they were like, "Hey, go out there, say the number, do the fire gimmick, and leave." That's literally like what happened, bro. But anyways, Pat McAfee continues his undefeated. Well, I guess not undefeated because he lost to Vince McMahon, which we didn't get any mention of. Uh, he beat. There were there were some Vince quasi mentions. Quasi mentions, like but... Michael, like uh, Corey Graves. What did he say? He said. I liked it better when you weren't allowed to have a, a personality, Cole, something like that. And then Cole was like, well, things have changed. Hmm. Uh, Pat, Pat, Pat gets the win, 1040, with the Canadian Destroyer. Everybody hits a... It was a sunset flip. Everybody hits a Canadian Destroyer. It was a sunset flip. Sorry, a sunset flip, whatever you want to call it, a code red, a Canadian Destroyer, sunset flip. Well, he didn't spike him on his head, so it wasn't a Canadian Destroyer. It was, it, it was not a pretty setup, but God bless them. They fixed it, and it looked good at the end. And McAfee gets the win, 1040. Once again, nobody hurts so we can ask for. Yes, sir. Pat, you know, he does this thing. He was getting beat up. Uh, Corbin on the headset, God bless him. Uh, pushing down Michael Cole, thought that was funny. All in all, Pat McAfee got the, got the win. Yes, sir. Yeah, big pop out of me when Pat won, because uh, obviously I'm a Pat McAfee guy. But, uh, yeah, good match. The uh, when he jumped up to the second rope and landed on his knees instead of his feet, kind of laughed at that. 
looked a little tired there, but other than that, it was a good match. Uh, after this one, we get a, a promo from Drew McIntyre. He just makes his entrance with the sword and he just kind of hypes up the crowd, talks about how he's going to face whoever it is at class of the champion or class of the castle, talks to his boy Colt at ringside. And we get a Colt chant. So uh, on SmackDown, Drew McIntyre beats Sheamus. So he's the uh, pseudo or I guess number one contender. Uh, any real thoughts on this? I mean, not, not nothing too special, but. Yeah, Drew McIntyre said he's coming for that ass. Be a boy. And then Pause. after that. That's that's what he said. He literally said he's coming for that ass. Respectfully. Respectfully. Yes, respect. Oh, oh, he's respect. coming for that tribal ass, respectfully. Next up, we get the uh, tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship as the Usos defend against the Street Profits. The Street Profits get the Tennessee Titans cheerleader entrance. And uh, they, I mean, they get special entrance, which means they're going to lose, of course. And the, the Usos come out and the Usos beat the Street Profits in 13 minutes, 25 seconds. Jeff Jarrett was the special guest ring or special guest referee. Nothing in terms of like straight up gimmicks, no guitar shots. No, oh, your shoulder was up. Oh, I got you. I'm smarter than a regular referee. Nothing like that. Jeff Jarrett just kind of, you know. He had his moments, but nothing, you know, too over the top. He was a referee. They had a straightforward match, and the Usos get the win. the The big moment was a frog splash, and Montez Ford kind of selling too much on the ribs, like RVD gets the pin late. An Uso kicks out, then the Usos pin uh, Dawkins with the double super kick and the one D. Bam, Usos retain, and then you know, Marks or sorry, a little Durst confirms his bullet cast championship but uh you know i i had very high expectations for this match yes i might have picked the uh street profits to win but it didn't really click for me i didn't think they got to that next level that i thought they could have i was happy that jeff Jarrett just kind of stayed out of the way but because he stayed out of the way i thought the match could have been a lot better but at 13 25 compared to what like 20 minutes or 20 plus minutes what they did at money in the bank they didn't really have the time to you know tell that story that i think they could have if they gave again like another five minutes but brandon 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 there are three things that are certain in life death taxes and never go against the bloodline they the ones then now forever together okay come on man great great greatest tag team of this generation i'll say it I know FTR is doing anything. I know we talk about the Young Bucks, but hey, man, they have Usos, man. They seven times the World Tag Team Champions for a reason because they get it done inside of that squared circle. Yes, sir. One and done all day. I love it. You love to see it. One's in the air for the rest of eternity. No, uh, no double J chair shot. That was uh, that was disappointing. Always, always need a good double J chair shot, you know? The guitar shot? If you want to see yeah. a Jeff Jarrett guitar, guitar shot, shot you got to pay for the Ric Flair last match tomorrow. Yes. Only T- on tomorrow. Fight TV. The Nature Boy laces him up one last time with Andrade El Idolo to take on Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal. He's going to blade. He's going to do a crossbody off of the top rope. He's going to strut. He's going to style. He's going to profile. Woo, 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 woo. Are we, yes, so, a star, are we getting that StarCast money after that promo? 
Hey man, hey man, hey. Whew. I'm all fired up. I'm I'm ready, man. I'm uh, Rick. I'm uh, we gonna be 21 time champions together. None of that 16 bullshit. Yes, sir. How is somebody signed to WWE and somebody signed to AEW gonna wrestle each other? Well, well, Jeff Jarrett, he's not a competitor in WWE. He's he's uh, in a backstage role, so that's allowed. Ric Flair is the real Forbidden Door. Yes, yes, sir. You're gonna walk that aisle one more time. Hopefully, he's gonna one walk last, that one aisle. last time. One last time. Hopefully, thank God. Well, he's yeah. got to walk it twice. Can't wait. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he back walks up. back up that aisle. See, guys, that, that's see, the that's the real guys, question. Guys, see, guys, I'm in the business. Let me let me explain this to you. This match the, should not be happening. The term "walk the aisle." Means you're you're walking to the ring. We we don't we don't say walk it twice because you have to go back through the curtain. We all know that. We all understand that. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, but he could walk down there and not walk back up. But he's going to because he's Ric Flair. This man kicked out at two point nine 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 from a crazy health scare, and then and now he's about to go. Ric Flair might go thirty minutes, bro. I'm gonna say it right here. I'll say it. I'm not afraid to to kill the man. Shut up, Michael. (laughs) Okay. What What else happened at SummerSlam? Uh, Well, then Matt Riddle, or sorry, Riddle makes makes a run in, jumps the barricade, and he calls out Seth freaking Rollins, and Seth freaking Rollins comes out and. Uh, awkwardly runs away from all the the WWE officials. Then we get a little brawl. Seth Rollins hits the curb stomp, and I you Riddle, can't you can't Riddle's hate just... the man's run. I mean, he was wearing some 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 nice shoes, and I I heard that the that the where they were have to walk. You know, it's not really a ramp, but the walkway looked pretty sleek. So he didn't want to fall and embarrass himself. So we had to kind of do a certain run. I, I I understand that. I respect it. I get yeah. it, you know, it, it's Nashville on a hot late July night. It's probably muggy, very humid. Yes. In in his thousand dollar get up. Yes. But uh, we just get an angle, a curb stomp onto Riddle. Yep. Rollins saunters off. No, no running, no gimmick, no match Nothing. whatsoever. Just Nothing. then he went to go have some Zaxby's, right? Yep. Ooh. And he, Man, which I is wish. apparently a tier S tier. We need a that is we need S tier food we, right we there. Need a, we need we need Zaxby's out here. Like I know you people are infatuated with the raisin canes. Look, bro, I'm you, tell you people. Something. No, like the pe- the people who, the four hundred people who lined up. What do you mean, you people? Canes. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. First, that- we're advocating for men on women violence. Now, oh. you people, what are you doing? Come on, the people Be that better. don't have that don't have a glorious palate like myself and. And Mr. Lil Durst, we under we understand, we understand. Look, Zaxby's is raising canes, but the chicken is better. You're there for the chicken. You're you're there. You're there for the sauce. You're there for the fries. You're you're there for the experience. You're just you're there for it all. It's just it's fantastic. Zaxby's is amazing. I love it. I wish there was one here. I'm going to go to my congressmen and women, and I'm going to advocate to get one here. I'm going to go camp outside the mayor's house, and we're going to get this done. Because that's how the the political system works. uh, Elite. Yes, yes. Shout out to the cheese curds. I throw them on the poutine. It's fantastic. Shout out to poutine. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, what else happened after the uh, the Stompski? Well, the penultimate match. On SummerSlam, the last match we'll talk about here is the 
SmackDown Women's Championship match as Liv Morgan defends against old Ronda Rousey. This one only goes four minutes, 35 seconds. Liv Morgan defeats Ronda Rousey as Triple H reaches down deep into his bag of NXT black and gold finishes, just like what he would do with Shayna Baszler as Ronda Rousey has Liv Morgan in the arm bar and for whatever reason, Liv Morgan stacks her up and Ronda doesn't have the mental capacity to realize what a three count is. And at the two and six, 69th nice uh, count, Liv Morgan taps out, but the referee doesn't see that taps one, two, three, Liv retains Ronda gets all angry that Liv tapped out. She puts the referee in an arm bar and she saunters off all mad that she lost, but Liv ends up winning. So, Liv technically wins, but nobody wins because both of them won and love the love the finishes here in WWE. Nicely Triple H is fixing thing, fixing the uh the non-finishes on pay-per-views. How, how else was Liv Morgan gonna beat Ronda Rousey? Come on, man. Come Clean on. right in the middle of the ring. One, two, three, brother. With a leg drop. Every time La- uh, Rousey gets pinned, it's controversial. Except for when Charlotte beat her, of course. That was just straight, straight win, straight dub. Um, all right, man. That's how it had to be. That's that's unfortunate. Ronda went into menace mode right after. You love to see it. Um, yeah. Now Ronda's gonna go go home and raise her baby, and we'll see her again in another two years. She'll come back and be cowboy Ronda, just like Brock Lesnar, and she'll tip over the ring with a tractor. It'll be a whole thing because that's what former UFC champions do, apparently, in WWE. Hello, Dersh, yeah, any, anything heel on this Ronda match? Is a, well, I think heel Ronda is going to be better than a face Ronda because she's just not she's not very likable, at least to me. Well, so this is the this is the problem. Ronda Rousey, like you, you, you hear it in interviews and everything and people talk about her, literally a sweetheart, but she doesn't come across like that on television. Literally, she's probably like I've heard she's literally the nicest person in the world, but then she doesn't come across like that on TV when she's trying to be a babyface. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not her biggest fan, so that's, I don't I don't really true. like her anyways. So I might be a little biased. Who knows? Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of Ronda Rousey. I actually started watching UFC because of her, and you know, well, hey man, I'm 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 a sucker for a streak. Shout out, take. I'm a sucker for a streak. I'm like. Oh, she so got a streak. Larry, right, let's watch this. And then she lost it. And, uh, and that was, Misha that Tate was should have beat her. It's a damn shame. Shut, Shut up, Misha, Misha Shut Tate. Up, Misha. Big, Misha I'm a big Misha Tate. Fan. Hey, hey, respectfully, thank you. Respectfully, 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 of course. Jesus, a little dirt. Hey, I said respectfully. God, God, Jesus. But that thing be thangin' though. She is a great combat athlete. Stop that. God. So was Valerie Loretta. Shout out Valerie Lareda. Shout, shout out. Shout out. She, she's uh, been at the Performance Center for a couple weeks now. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see when she makes the debut. Yeah. That is going to do it for us. Guys, what is your grade of SummerSlam 2022? Low Darst. Ooh. I'd probably go B. Solid B. B for Bloodline. All right. Uh, Brandon. I think I'll go with a, a B minus. Um, the you know it was it was a decent show. 
the the Roman Brock match, I think, kind of over delivered and everything else kind of met slash under delivered a little bit. Nothing like, you know, there's no super super matches on this card, but nothing was terrible. Um, so I'll give it a B minus. I'll give it a B plus just like Daniel Bryan. I'm joking. Unnecessary. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love D. Bry. I love Brian Danielson. Great guy. Tremendous human being. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a B plus. Thank you guys so much, Brandon and I, and maybe somebody else will be back on Thursday for another bullet cast. We have some big stuff coming up this uh, this coming weeks. We will be at Stockton Con, and uh, yeah, you never know what can happen there. Thank you guys so much. Stay clean. Stay strong. Stay safe. Diamonds are forever, and so is the bloodline. Yes, sir.